Hey everyone, this is Coach Mark Nolan, and once again, welcome back to another episode of Don't Kick Your Coverage. These podcasts are dedicated to the high school athlete and their parents and guardians who may not have a full understanding of the issues facing them today and soon as they try to get the elusive college athletic scholarship, which is shrinking more and more each day and each national signing day due to the sixth year of eligibility and the transfer portal that I believe has shrunk. What we used to say was that only 2% get college athletic scholarships to now in my own data calculations is down to about 1.3%. Today, we're going to hit the NCAA head on and once again, show why this overbloated quasi-government run program needs to be dismantled and even abolished and a new organization form that needs a new vision in the 21st century and new leadership to take it on and beyond. Look, I've been dedicating most of my 48 years in this greatest part-time coaching life I've had in the pursuit of helping athletes and their parents reach their dreams while building my company in the technology space as my full-time person and having to raise our two kids who are very active in sports. As a youth coach, whenever I was helping someone, whether it be a starting pitcher or a starting goalkeeper or a striker or a track star, volleyball player, or even the high school football and kicking punting that I spent the majority of my time doing looking to play in college, and yes, even the NFL or even the Olympics. And in each of these areas along those journeys, I always preached it was mainly up to you as to what you could control in many of those goals. The more compelling future you wanted to be part of was mainly in your control based on what you do every day. There has to be a commitment to taking on the challenge that you see as your future. And if you're up to that challenge, I will fight tooth and nail to do what I could do to help and reach out to the folks where and when I could. That has changed within the last couple of years and quite frankly has pissed me off so much that I came out of retirement to take on this Godzilla-style monster, with it, which is the NCAA. You know, I was enjoying my retirement and getting ready to spend more time golfing and really enjoying time with my old friends and even hang out with my fellow veterans at a local watering hole nearby each week. I had no more desires to write my third book, and I really had no desire how to learn to do this podcasting thing and social media drops every day about the NCAA. But as I saw this new cartel, put more screws on the high school athletes and even more sad, the high school athletes not even having a clue of how it was going to be done to them. It was really sad. So yes, I started doing these podcasts and wrote an international and best-selling number one book and doing free speaking engagements at local high schools to help those student athletes and the parents to shed some light on these major issues. And then the NCAA, as it has in the past, took over what I believe to be the most serious attack on the high school athlete in its 116 years as an organization. 
And I'm sure you all know about these issues from the COVID lockdowns to the six year of eligibility to the massive threat of the transfer portal. And then the NIL, the NCAA has indeed transformed itself into a true mafia cartel like run group of white collar thugs in thousand dollar suits with lawyers surrounding them at every turn. And in doing so completely screwing the high school athletes and their families. Once again, before I start, I want to thank all of you athletes and your parents and the guardians for your support of my international and number one best-selling book, College Athletic Scholarships, The Path to Recruiting Success in the New Age of NIL, The Transfer Portal, and Post-COVID Scholarships. The book can be found on Amazon and many other retail outlets. So why, once again, Am I calling out the NCAA, or as I call them, the National Cartel Athletic Association? For years, the NCAA has, in fact, operated as a cartel, where they fix prices on student-athletes in the form of an athletic scholarship, which yearly, this cartel pays out over $3.6 billion to over 180,000 new members, which are the student-athletes, headed into college to play the sport that they have been playing, and yes, parents paying for most of their youth sports careers. So my question to the high school athlete and their parent in this example is that each student athlete who obtains this once-a-year contract renewal is only worth about $20,000. So why do it? Certainly, all of you five stars in your sport are worth way more than this, correct? Heck, your parents probably paid out more than that in your travel ball and you whatever tournaments. So I have a plan in place that is literally much better than the monies you are getting from the college and universities. And I really want to disrupt an organization that for over 116 years has not focused on the college athlete until recently in the past five years, but more centered around the 350 member schools in D1 and D2 and the 440 D3 schools. And now with the directives and the collectives who are really the old style mafia and dons who run the big crime families now in college sports. So just as a point of reference, Universities collectively generate billions of dollars from TV deals, sponsorships, and ticket sales, with total revenue generated by the NCAA athletic departments, which in 2019 generated nearly $18.9 billion. In many cases, football and basketball coaches got paid millions of dollars a year, all while athletes are forced to maintain the quote-unquote amateur status, which again, I want to disrupt. And I will return to this in a second. But first, let's talk about me being able to replace the two highest revenue sports shows, the College Football Championship and March Madness, with my latest idea. I've designed the NILL, which is the Names, Images, and Likeness League. Yep, for the athlete. They can now use all their NIL endorsements and be like the NASCAR drivers and have each logo placed throughout their respective uniforms. Why not? 
The endorsements are endless, certainly worth more than $20,000, right? Then, of course, this can be extended to your mom and dad and siblings when the camera shows them on TV screen or the jumbotron after that big home run or that three-point buzzer beater or, of course, that large return on a, touch, on a touchdown. I am no marketing person, but I'm sure there are endless opportunities that exist. And in no time, you'll be making that six-figure income by your second year. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? The lawyers, the NIL lawyers, the brand managers, and the agents are, are, and consultants are telling you this every day on social media. Now, for all the college coaches out there and all the sports, let's pay all of you a $250,000 uh, fee every year. No long-term contracts. Since we know about 42% of coaches change after just one year. So I say NIL for all. The median income for a college coach is about $52,000 a year with women's college coaches making up over 62.4% of the college coaches compared to men who are at 37.6% with men earning around $52,184 and women at $51,118. Now, of course, we know that many of the big P5 and other coaches in men's football and men's and women's basketball earning the lion's share of the money. So we will exclude them from this mix and do like politicians do and just carve them out from this issue. I am sure the NCAA and the schools would not mind taking a nice chunk of this and giving it back to these lower end college coaches over say a new psychology building, right? Let's also take away the term student-athlete. As Walter Byers has suggested back in 1955 and call them 1099 independent sports student contractors where each person signs to play under the IC status, the independent contractor status, and whereby each side must pay to play. The 1099 independent sports contractor pays the college for the room and board, like any other student on campus. Why not? You are going to be making those big bucks with NIL. So cut that check. Any travel-related expenses are, in fact, paid by the ISSC, or obviously they can cut a deal with the airlines and car rentals and hotel chains. I can just picture it now. It would be like the new O.J. Simpson running through the airport with the Delta Airlines logo in the background and the latest sneakers he's wearing with the luggage from Samsonite and finally getting into that Hertz counter to pick up that new clean rental car. Or they can simply head to the local car dealership and drive to the stadium with their new lease car for the season and all for free while stopping off at Starbucks for that seven pump ice mocha. Then for its part, the college prints out the cost each year for that ISSC, who then must pay off college through one of their directive collectives, which again, from the $3.6 billion being paid out to these roughly 180,000 athletes each year is literally a pay-to-play model. That's right. 
let's finally get the elephant in the room out in the open. In my new model, this is going to be like going to the Ruth Chris Steakhouse as a college athlete, where everything is a la carte. You sign an independent contract along with your parents and guardians each year, just like you do currently as a student athlete. And in this pay to play a la carte menu, you decide what degree, if any, you want to obtain. And all you have to do is do it in a total of five years. I mean, at some point, you have to actually go and get a job, right? Oh, and guess what? We also get rid of that one-sided national letter of intent contract you sign on National Signing Day. No worries, though. You can still sign what you like, and it becomes just like any standard 1099 independent contractor agreement. Feel free to bring all your hats and your hoodies and relatives to the signing day. And for all you preferred walk-ons and recruited walk-ons, you can also bring the family to the event. Hey, and guess what? The high schools now where you are signing can now charge for the room fee and the tables and chairs being used. Why not, right? NIL again for all. Finally, you want to be a doctor? Cool. Here's the a la carte menu you'll have to pay. Probably means you'll need a lot more of those NIL logos on your helmet and uniform and gear. But what the heck? The fans, which of course comes from the word fanatics, say you deserve all that you can get. Hey, you want to be a communications degree major? Cool. We have that as an a la carte menu to include those hard classes like fundamentals of walking and others you can take while you're at big time you, who you recently have given all glory to God. Oh, of course, until next year, when you decide to transfer. But no worries, transfer all you like under this agreement. But remember, the clock has started and you only get five years. No more red shirts though. You've been told you are, I can't miss five, six, seven, 10 star recruit. So no more red shirts for you. Obviously, they will still have a shirt if you can't perform, you know, due to an injury, which will have to be verified by the college folks. And if you decide to get your own second opinion, again, that's on you. Want to pursue a graduate degree? Awesome. That would be just like dessert. Again, just go to the menu and find out which one you want and write that check. Hey. And if you don't have a check, no worries. I am sure one of those great cashback cards will sign you to an NIL deal. I would suggest the ones that say, you know, what's in your wallet or one of the newer hip college student cards like Discover or the Chase Freedom student card. Going, going for a PhD? Why? By now, according to your newfound best friend and person stepping in as your parent, which is your agent, you don't need any stinking PhD. At 25 year old, your valuation show your worth in the billions. So what's the downside to this program? Well, of course, you'll have to pay to play at your new school. And if you are in a four-year private school, that's $37,641 annually. Peanuts to you though, right? What's $150,564 to you? 
chump change, according to your new agent? Or are you being played for as the chump? By the way, just in case you don't know, this is just about every collective deal out there where you are getting some cash. They are going to be sending you a 1099 anyway. So why not start here? Well, if you don't want to go that route and stay in state, that's only about $18,244 annually or $72,976 after four years of, of playing. That's a piece of cake, right? No worries. Oh, and don't forget all those new transfer portal things you can do. And even maybe the jocks tax. That will be coming down the pike. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it'll be a great surprise for you. Not really. That's the one where I'll tell you anyway, just like in the professional ranks, you get to pay to play at all those stadiums and the ballparks and the auditoriums, just like they do in the professional ranks. Don't think you'll be able to call H&R Block to have that short firm filled out. But again, heck, you're making tons of money. Who cares about the Pell Grants or your FAFSA scores? And finally, we can't leave the National Cartel Athletic Association without giving them the shout out they really deserve. No matter how many Dons there are, which are the commissioners and the inside deal makers and coaches who have been found guilty of abuse and fraud and bribery, to just name a few, in these not so storied 116 years of sheer bilking of these so called student athletes who Walter Byers at one time cared so much about. For those of you who don't know who Mr. Byers was, he was the first full time employee and the first director of the NCAA before it became so corrupt over the years. And in 1955, he was the one who coined the phrase student athlete. It came about because the NCAA was being sued by the widow of a young football player who died shortly after being hit in the head in a football game. His name was Ray Dennison, who played for Fort Lewis College, which is now called Ray Dennison Memorial Field. After his tragic death, his widow, Billy, who now had to not only deal with the death of her husband, who had recently returned home from serving our country, but three young children. Her lawsuit and the court case changed how the student-athlete playing college ball and the colleges itself would treat the athlete, giving more protection to the NCAA and its member colleges to be able to treat their athletes more like volunteers than as classifying them as employees. And as we see today, is normally the NCAA's first offense against any suggestions that student athletes should be paid. There are other cases that have come up year over year. And now, as I said in my book, NIL stands for now it's legal and now in litigation. But let's get back to Mr. Byer's statement. In 1995, at the Kansas City Sports Commissioner's annual gala dinner where they were honoring him with an award for his exceptional contribution to amateur sports, what he said is really more fitting today than back nearly 30 years ago. 
And here's his quote. Each generation of young persons comes along and all they ask is, coach, give me a chance. I can do it. And it's a disservice to these young people that the management of intercollegiate athletics stays in place committed to an outmoded code of amateurism. <clears throat> and I attribute that to, quite frankly, to the neo-plantation mentality that exists on the campuses of our country and in the conference office and in the NCAA. The coach owns the athlete's feet. The college owns the athlete's body <clears throat> and the athlete's mind is supposed to comprehend a rule book that I challenge Dave Burst, who is sitting down in this audience to explain in rational terms to you inside of eight hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Byers paused for a moment. And a few people in the audience applauded, but most did not. And no doubt, and no doubt, those who did not applaud are the latest group of leadership in the National Cartel Athletic Association who have given us this sheer mess we have today. There are hundreds of cases of the NCAA mishandling of the student athlete, as well as cases surrounding college coaches and staff members who knowingly have committed these issues. And as recently as 2017 with the basketball scandal, which is still being adjudicated, the cartel continues to provide cover for these members. <clears throat> Heck, even Walter Camp, the great coach and administrator and Hall of Fame member, was caught up in his own scandal with a football player he recruited by the names of James Hogan, who played at Yale over 100 years ago. And I believe was the first NIL deal. Camp paid Hogan, who was not even enrolled initially at Yale and didn't pay one cent of tuition school, but somehow lived in a huge, luxurious dorm room. Hogan and two of his buddies even had a, a side money-making business selling scorecards at Yale baseball games, which of course was a monopoly even back then. Hogan even reported perks of all expenses paid vacations to Havana, Cuba. And while I could not find any direct relationship that Mr. Camp knew about this, it would be surprising if he didn't. But as to this being the first NIL deal, Hogan also cut a deal with the American Tobacco Company where he became the sole provider on the Yale campus to sell cigarettes and earn a nice commission on every carton he and his crew sold. And then, of course, throughout the rest of the years, from 1904, when this was taking place, where rich alumni and colleges were giving athletes some extra cash and other benefits, and not until nearly 40 years later, in 1948, did the NCAA finally put in place what they called the Sanity Code, to try to stop this. Imagine that. 40 years of turning a blind eye and letting the fraud and corruption take place. And now, 75 years later, the sanity code, which should be replaced with the insanity code, since these cartel members 
are causing, which I believe is by design, more insane things being done. As I said, the sixth year of eligibility, the transfer portal, NIL, and now even more freedom of athletes and coaches to poach on others and in open settings. To me, as a former true student athlete and the thousands of athletes I've trained and their parents who are now seeking more and more guidance, I say this insanity must end. And we should start by dismantling the NCAA and disrupt how they are doing their cartel type business model, which has to come to an end. Speaking of an end, so in closing, while some of these may never get through this huge cartel we call the NCAA, the time must come where a different model is created with less lawsuits being driven by the NIL lawyers and what I coined student athletic chasers over their old business model of ambulance chasers. Only when we can truly introduce a more disruptive model across this multi-billion dollar a year industry and take out the cartel, both internally at the NCAA and externally with the directives and collectives, which are the old boosters, we will see less lawsuits and more problems. This is Coach Nolan. Until next time, signing off. And please, if you don't mind, don't forget to like this and comment this on your favorite platform. Until next time, don't forget to don't outkick your coverage. Thank you very much. Good night.